0: You're listening to the official podcast of the Libertarian Party of Georgia. Learn about local issues, meet candidates, and find out what we're doing to bring more options to Georgia voters. Now, here's your host.
1: Hi, welcome to the Georgia Liberty Cast. My name is Ryan Graham. I am the chair of the Libertarian Party of Georgia, and I'm usually the host of this show. Um, This time, uh, we are not going to have me host, but I wanted to introduce the content that we're going to be playing. Chase Oliver, who is the chair of the Libertarian Party of Atlanta, uh, for the past two weeks has done a few interviews, and we wanted to put uh, the most relevant one up uh, first, and um, that is an interview with Tim Smith about Black Lives Matter. Um, If you want to get engaged in these, uh, they are live and they do take questions. Um, So if you find LP Atlanta on our Facebook account, um, there are events being created for these. um, And so I would like, I would encourage everybody to uh, take part. Um, So this one, like I said, was an interview with uh, Tim Smith to discuss Black Lives Matter and I will let uh, Chase handle the rest.
0: Hello, Facebook. It's uh, me, Chase Oliver the chair of libertarian party of atlanta and i want to welcome you to our second virtual uh virtual forum town hall whatever we want to call it we're still figuring out the name but uh this is our second um kind of virtual meeting where we can come together discuss issues that are important to libertarian party and uh and i want to say um if you want first and foremost um today we're gonna be discussing uh black lives matter and the criminal justice issues that have been surrounding uh Black Lives Matter and the criminal justice issues Uh, and what's been going on in the country for the last few weeks now um, since the murder of George Floyd. There have been protests across the country. Um, There have been calls for all kinds of reforms. And so this is a forum that we can uh, come together and we can discuss these uh, issues and yeah, maybe um, have a nice discourse. And speaking of discourse, uh, please leave comments. And we love comments and we love uh, Hearing from you guys who are watching, and if you want to leave comments uh, that we can see, go to streamyard.com slash facebook, and that way we can uh, see who it is. We can throw it up on the screen and maybe uh, have that be part of our discussion. Uh, it's not just me talking today. We do have a guest. Our guest today is Tim Smith. Um, he is a black individual who self identifies as a black ANCAP, and cap, uh, and he is always at service to the black community and the liberty movement with a emphasis on criminal justice reform. Um, you know, I'll let him tell you a little bit more about himself and uh, and what he does in just a moment. I'm going to have him pop right on. And yep, here we go. Hello. Hey, Tim.
2: Hey, Chase, hey, how are you
0: doing? Great. Uh, it's a great day to be on uh, streaming today. And thank you very much for coming on and dis- uh, and talking with us today. Um, I've, uh, I've actually gotten to know you a few times, uh, through LP Atlanta meetings, and I saw you at criminal justice, uh, day at the Capitol. And so, um, yeah, it's good to see you again, and it's good to uh, talk with you about these issues. So, um, I'll let you, uh, kind of explain your background a little bit and we'll go from there.
2: Well, again, I want to thank you if I haven't already for, um, hosting me. I want to thank, um, Lori and Ryan um, LP Georgia, of course, LP Atlanta. And I also want to give honor to the individuals that we have lost uh, because of police violence. Now, the intro that you gave me, uh, yesterday I emailed you the intro for me and, and, and I understand why you did not uh, read the intro that I gave you. So let me take a moment to read the actual intro that I emailed you. So this is what I wrote. With me today, I have Tim Tim Smith, a black individual who self-identifies as a black and count, but understands and and accepts that he is nothing more than a slave on the plantation. Now I originally used nigger, but you know, today's Sunday, let's be a little PC. (laughs) So slave on the plantation who was bamboozled and viciously tricked into believing that he was a man a black man, Tim Smith, is at the service of the black community and the liberty movement, with an emphasis on criminal just on the criminal justice system. Now, if you just give me a moment, I just need a moment to explain what we are witnessing in the streets of Atlanta, not only in the streets of Atlanta, but across the nation. What we are witnessing is the latest slave revolt. What black folks? and especially the young black people are realizing is that we've been lied to by older black folks. The older black folks, take the baby boomers for instance, they lied to us. They told us that, listen, being nonviolent, holding hands, singing, we shall overcome, that would lead us to the uh, a place at the table as equal citizens with white folks. Black young people have caught on to that we aren't anything other than slaves. And the United States has treated us as slaves since we first landed on this rock, or Plymouth Rock, as Malcolm X said. So if we look at the way policing is, a few years ago, probably three years ago, at the city of Atlanta, I gave a, 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 a talk during, or, um, during public um, remarks and I told everyone there that the city council and named each individual, each member of the city council are our overseers. And an overseer on the slave plantation was not always just a white person. Sometimes the slave master would have black overseers and the black overseer had a level of power over the rest of the slaves. But even though the overseer had a level of power over the rest of the slaves, the overseer was still a slave. The only difference is that the overseer thought he was better than the slaves because he had power. He had power to crack the the whip on the other slaves. And this is what we've experienced. If we look at Keisha Lance Bottoms, who is the black mayor of Atlanta, she's nothing more than an overseer. If we look at the city council members who are black, they are nothing more than overseers. And the slaves, the black slaves, not only the black slaves, white folks, especially poor white folks have caught on to the fact that they too are slaves. Poor white folks are beginning to rally, are beginning to organize around this whole idea that, listen, when we had a problem with meth, the criminal justice system caught us up and said, hey, you got to go to prison because you are a meth head. But then when middle-class white folks and upper-middle-income white folks started getting hooked onto drugs because of the opioid epidemic, now notice when black folks were hooked on crack cocaine, there was no neat and tidy name for it. It was just the war on drugs, which black folks understood it meant the war on black folks. Brown folks understood it meant the war on brown people. But when middle-class white folks got it hooked onto opiates, then it became... We have a drug epidemic. And these middle-class white folks have a drug disease. Black folks are now in the streets, and we're saying, listen, we understand that y'all middle-class, not middle-class, but middle-aged and older Black folks tricked us into, if we play by the rules, if we study hard in school, if we acquire a level of wealth, we will be treated equally. We will uh, um, um, take enjoyment, we will participate as being full citizens in the United States. The history of America towards the Black man, towards the Black woman, towards the Black individual does not bear that out. And this is what we're seeing in the streets. Black folks have realized that the police, the mayors, all of our elected officials, they're not actually, and, and here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Just one one second, just give me one second, I'll bring this home. Mm-hmm. Black folks, when I was a kid, my parents always taught me, listen, if you work hard in school and if you work hard at your job, if you work hard at your business, you'll uh, um, receive a certain level of wealth. And with this level of wealth, you'll be treated differently than low-class Black folks. And I got to be honest about that. That's what we were taught. We were taught that if you ascertain a level of wealth, you will be treated better than your poor Black brothers and sisters, Black folks. And I was in college as a teenager in the early 2000s. We saw Atlanta as being the promised land. We saw Atlanta, everyone's talking about the Black Wall Street, which celebrated its 99th um, year of destruction, of being destroyed last, I think it was last week or the week before last. We saw Atlanta as being the modern day Black Wall Street. So every Black person in college decided that we're going to move up to Atlanta because in Atlanta, if you work hard, if you ascertain a certain level of wealth, you will be treated differently. You will be treated better than if you lived in a northern state. You'd be treated better than if you live out west. Why? Because black wealth exists here in Atlanta. We were tricked. We were bamboozled. Keisha Lance Bottoms, uh, Felicia Moore, and the rest of them are nothing more than overseers. And we are tied up, we're, we're tired of it, we're fed up. And this is why we're in the streets, not only in Atlanta, but we're in the streets throughout the country. Not all, and, and here's the thing, right? Poor folks, black folks, brown folks, even our white brothers and sisters around the country have caught on to the criminal justice system. Policing in general is nothing more than the power structure exercising their will over the masses.
0: And, uh... And I think right there is actually an area where uh, you're going to find definitely uh, agreement with the LP and where we've been uh, for a long time when it comes to uh, policing. You know, uh, the first thing is, is there's way too many, you know, in my opinion, and I think in a lot of libertarians opinions, there's way too many uh, victimless crimes, non crimes that are on the books that allow police to be able to, you know, extort and arrest and throw people in jail and uh, and basically ruin a lot of people's lives. And it's, uh, you know, you were discussing with me earlier today, you know, there's a lot of incentive, uh, for people to be arrested, uh, because, you know, when it comes to getting bailed outs, you know, it, it, part of that bail and that bond goes towards, uh, you know, Atlanta police training and it goes towards, uh, uh all kinds of stuff that actually kind of provides a financial incentive actually for police to arrest people and get them caught up in the criminal justice system. And, uh, I think that's definitely an area, you know, when you're speaking to that that right there kind of hit the nail on the head because what is the function of police in today's society? You know, it's supposed to be in my mind, you know, the way uh, I, you know, the way I was brought up as a kid is, you know, uh, police are there to serve and protect the public. And I think you're right. I think a lot of people are waking up to the fact that it's really um, a system where they're, you know, it's not necessarily to serve and protect the public anymore. And there's a lot of policing problems And there's definitely reforms that are needed.
2: Right there for a second, and I I do apologize. Policing, the police, the pigs, the pork, the bacon, they've never been uh, for quote unquote, protecting and serving the black community. Um, You will be hard pressed to find a black individual. I don't care how old this black individual is. And I don't even care how wealthy they are. Now this is something that we need to acknowledge that within the black community, there are wealthy blacks and there are are poor blacks, but there's also another class and this is the political class. These are your Keisha Lance Bottoms. These are your Cory Bookers. These are your Obamas. These are your your, um, 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 Cummings. These are black folks who have been elected into official offices. And they believe that because they are part of the, the political class, that they can tell the rest of us that policing is to protect and serve us. That's bullshit. And police, you're right. Police, here's the thing, and, and I'll talk to to my uh, about myself here for a moment. As I said, I was always taught that if you work hard, um, acquire a level of wealth, that police will treat you differently. It was complete and total bullshit. And I had this awakening right here in Atlanta, personally. I personally experienced a Police officer who literally threatened to break down my door if I didn't allow him inside the house to quote unquote serve a warrant. Now I don't have a problem, you know. As being a good libertarian, I'm not just gonna open the door because you tell me you're the po-po. I want to see the, the 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 warrant. So, long story short, because it's a long story, I've told it before. The park comes in, he says. Giving your wallet curses me out in my own home. Now his warrant is for folks that lived or owned the unit years prior. Cops had been coming to our, our our unit for at least two years, and we knew them. We would joke with them, but this latest pig came, and he did not know the history that we had with the other pork. So he comes in and he says, "Snatches my wallet, curses me out." Now. After he does that, I go as a good citizen who still believes, I still believe that, you know, you don't let one bad, you don't just throw away the whole barrel because of one bad apple. I go to um, um, report this individual to his superiors, call up the, the, the county sheriff's office and ask, where the hell do I go to report this individual? They give me the runaround. I spend about two hours on the phone with them. This guy's captain, this individual cop's captain, uh, the the deputy's captain calls me up. He says, listen, I want to apologize. I want to apologize. I'm sincerely sorry, blah, 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 blah. Now, it's not like I live in the hood. My neighbor's apartment was was on the market for $1.4 million. This isn't like this neighbor was two miles down the road. This is right down the street within my own building. Lofts are going for uh, my neighbor two doors down. Eight hundred thousand dollars it was appraised for. So we—it's not like we live in South Atlanta or or we live in the hood. We're talking about living in an affluent section of Atlanta. The pork did not care about that because the pork only saw us as being slaves. They saw themselves as having the power. They saw themselves as having the ability to wreck our lives. And again, this is what Black folks see. We don't believe. We do not believe that the cops are here to protect and serve. That hasn't been our history with police. And That's I, been the history of white folks and the political that. class. And remember, Keisha got on TV. I don't know if you were watching. Keisha Lance Bottoms. Keisha, the mayor of Atlanta, got on TV. And what did she say? She said, no one can out-concern me as a Black mother because I have a Black son and blah, 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 blah. Listen, Keisha can't talk because her Black son has a police, a a group of police officers that protects him. He has folks that know, listen, he is persona non grata when it comes to actually experiencing what black folks, the ordinary black individual experiences when it comes to the police and the criminal justice system. So Keisha's full of shit when she says that, oh, I can't, I understand what the hell you're going through. Keisha doesn't understand what black folks are going through. And this is why Wendy's is now up in flames or burned down to the ground. No matter who burned it down, whether it was a white person or a a black individual, a brown person, a brown individual, I don't give a crap. The reason why we see America burning right now is because the slaves have realized that they've been lied to that they were citizens when in fact they weren't, they were slaves. The criminal justice system bears this out. Why in the world does a black individual, and, and here's the thing, right? If you look at the criminal justice system, I hate to, to spend time on this, and I do apologize, but just bear with me for a second. If we look at the criminal justice system here in the States, before 2010, 2010, from 1986 to 2010, in this country, an individual who had a problem with smoking crack, if this individual was arrested for smoking crack, and and, and and give me a second. I I want to make sure I, I I pull up the 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 exact uh, uh, um, numbers as to what their their prison sentence was. Because here's the thing, um, I I didn't hear, and and forgive me. It's not that I I hear everything, and it's not that I even find fault with our, our white brothers, um, uh, and and white sisters, and our our white individual friends who are are in this struggle. But as a whole. I did not hear white folks bring this up until act, until white folks started dealing with these issues that black folks are dealing with. So mm-hmm. here's the the the, the end of it, here's the 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 um the st- the numbers on this. Let, let me pull this up. It's got a, a lot of notes from previous talks that I've had with individuals. Um, mm-hmm. well,
0: um, well, while you're looking that up, this. I did while you're looking that up, I did just want to remind folks that they can leave comments on our Facebook. Um, i will be popping them up in just a little bit we do have uh, um you know if people have questions or comments i'll be popping those up in a little bit as the discussion goes on um and in order to have your comments be able to, for us to see your name definitely go to streamyard.com facebook but uh so you got the stats um and this is statistics so for
2: before 2010 so between 1986 and 2010 for almost 25 years The distribution of of just five grams of crack carried a minimum five-year prison sentence, while powder cocaine distribution of 500 grams, a hundred times the amount of crack cocaine. Let that sink in. A hundred times the amount of crack cocaine carried the same sentence. How many black folks were able to afford 500 grams of powder cocaine? So if we're honest, we see that the laws were geared toward caging black people, brown people, and poor white folks. But this and, doesn't become an issue until upper-class white folks and middle-class white folks begin to catch this disease of, uh, 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 or, or participate in the opioid epidemic. Before then, it was the war on niggers and brown folks. But then we changed it to we have individuals in our communities who are addicted to opioids, and because these folks are addicted to opioids, this is a disease. This is no longer niggas on the street who got an addiction to crack cocaine. The story changed. The narrative changed. Just want to bring that point out.
0: So, uh, so speaking, you know, and speaking on these issues, and you're talking about how, you know, police are basically not uh, not made to serve and protect the public. And this is, they don't people. even
2: have an act. Chase, yes. they don't even, the, 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 the Supreme court has deemed and, and has acknowledged, this is the big thing that no, they're the not Supreme there. The Supreme court has acknowledged that the police do not have a duty to actually protect. And I understand. Bullshit. So that's what, what we've been told.
0: So, so my question is, and this is a, a question that somebody has in our commentary, you know, um, you know, Colton here has a question, what differentiates the LP approach? Or, I mean, you know, you you speak, I'll, I'll let you speak for yourself, but what, what do you think is the differentiates to approach to defunding or abolishing or reforming law enforcement? What reforms do we need to start making? What do we need to start seeing? You know, I, I see uh, people saying that we need, you know, citizen oversight councils where people are. We have that here. Oversee. in that
2: mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to hit that point and, and, and I'm sorry to cut you off. And,
0: I, and let me just kind of continue here. And so I hear about citizen review boards. I hear about, you know, uh, increased sensitivity training, which I don't know how much that's going to do. I hear about how um, we need more hours of training for police that there's not enough, you know, these people take six week courses or two month courses, whereas a lawyer will take three years to learn the law and you know, things like this. So what are some, 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 some reforms that we can actually, you know, unify around uh, in Atlanta and beyond in Atlanta to have a more accountable, uh, you know, to, to make law enforcement more accountable, to make the political class more accountable for the issues that are going on. So, what what do you think? What would you say is something we can do? You know, because we have a lot of people who want to who want to make change in the city of Atlanta, but maybe they don't know what that change is. So, what, what are some things that you think we could do? to improve the situation
2: just want to take a moment to give a shout out to the georgia justice reform partnership lp georgia is a member of the georgia justice reform partnership um the partnership as i like to refer to them or us and the partnership is a bunch of 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 organizations liberty uh, minded organizations there's aclu georgia um, who's a member there is the um their song, Southerners on New Ground, um, are members. Georgia um, Pe- um, Appleseed is a member um, at the SPLC. Our members there. There's fifty. Uh, last time I checked, there were like fifty or fifty-five different member organizations. There are also individuals um, that are organizations uh, are members rather to the organization. One mm-hmm. thing that the the uh, a lot of the members within the the um, partnership and um, like to bring up is that we should divest and invest. So what that means is we should take funds away from the police and invest that into community services. Now, as a libertarian, um, as an individual who believes in free markets, who believes in free enterprise, an individual who believes that the markets um, are, are the best answer to all of that ails us. I don't believe that I should be jacked, that I should be extorted into paying for um, activities, for paying for, to pay for programs that are complete and to- total BS. And this is what I see when I hear people say that we should divest out of the police and invest into community programs. My solution, uh, and I speak only as an individual, not for LP Georgia, and definitely not for the the partnership. My solution to this, Tim Smith. His solution is to abolish the police, get rid of it. And here's the reason why. Forget free markets, forget capitalism, forget all of that. Even diehard socialists understand that the culture, and when we say culture, we mean the mindset. We mean how policing is is taught at the academy level. They're taught that. You all need to get home, which is great, but make sure you get home and that needs to supersede how you deal with the public. That needs to supersede you treating the public as people, as being humans. And we see this in how they engage with individuals. Now I'm black and I like talking about how the police engage with black individuals. Here in Atlanta, what did we have uh, uh, two nights ago? We had a police officer chase down and shoot a Black individual, and this individual could have been white, in the back. Now, this individual did steal the police officer's taser. But my question to this, and and I don't think there's anyone here that can outdo me when it comes to pro-gun rights and when it comes to self-defense. I don't Mm -hmm. think there's any individual who can outdo me, who can out-talk me when it comes to that. Now, there might be. I just haven't met that individual who can out-argue me when it comes to an individual having the right, and I don't cling to this paper called the 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 Constitution that folks cling to. Screw that. I'm I don't need the Constitution, and I used to, I used to be a huge constitutionalist. I've gotten past that. But to get back to my my my, my point, right? Yeah. If we look at the way this was handled, this individual, these individuals decided I'm too intoxicated, too drunk, too inebriated to drive. So let me pull over into this fast food restaurant and sleep this one off before I get on the road and endanger the lives of other people. How was this reasonable thought that these people had treated? The pork saw them, knocked on the, the window, bang, 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 bang. The pork wasn't like, hey, guys. We see you may be a little bit intoxicated. You may have been over, Sleep this one off. Or, hey, guys, let me call you an Uber. No, the state does not respond that way when reasonable people take reasonable actions. Instead, the state, the power structure, saw another opportunity to leverage poor people, Black people, people who are of reasonable thought, leverage their reasonableness, into let me grow my own pockets. And this is why we cannot buy into this concept that we can reform the police because the police see us as enemies. The police see us as as obstacles standing in their way to get home to their families safely. So no, do I believe that we can reform the police? Hell no. And the reason for that is you speak to a young recruit, if you speak to a young individual or an individual who just recently came out of the police academy, they're taught, hey, you get home. No matter what happens, you get home and we'll sort the mess out later as long as you get home. So if you see me as the enemy, and this is what the cops saw, those individuals who were overserved, they saw them as the enemy. So if you see me as the enemy and I haven't even engaged you in conversation if you see me as the enemy, your first thought is, let me make sure that I don't let this nigger get the best of me so I can go home. The reasonable thought would have been, hey, buddy, you look over sir I see you're sleeping this one off. You tie one on tonight. Let me call you an Uber. Let me call you a Lyft. Let me ask you, hey, do you mind pulling over there 10 feet over into this parking spot and sleeping this off and then leaving in the morning. The pork do not see us as people, do not see us as individuals. And this is why they can't. Now, getting back to your earlier point, Mm -hmm. they are financially incentivized. The pork, the pigs, the state are financially incentivized to lock us up. They are financially incentivized to be our slave catchers, if we're honest. Slave catchers, right? They weren't out chasing the slaves. They weren't out following the slaves just because they thought it was a great thing to do on a Sunday afternoon. No, they were financially compensated for that. I want to point and direct. I think you have the link, Chase. If you don't I'll I'll post it up. I want to direct everyone. You have the link in front of you, Chase?
0: Is this the link that you shared with me earlier? Yeah.
2: Yep, 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 yep. I want to direct everyone to that link for right the here. city of Atlanta. Because folks think I'd just be pulling shit out of my butt. And it's not true. The pigs, the pork, the state as a whole is incentivized. Ooh,
0: that's that's not good. Hold on. Let me just put it in the comments here. So folks in the, uh, in the stream can actually see this comment. And they can go to that link right there and see what we're talking about.
2: The pork, the pigs, the popo, whatever it is you want to call them, they are financially incentivized to lock as many of us up as possible to receive cash reward. That link, now I have notes that explain that go through the whole, you know, financial breakdown, the financial incentives of the police, but I want folks to see and listen. LP Atlanta, LP Georgia. We tackle this, and this is a, a, a thing that libertarians and, and, and anyone and everyone who's listening to this, you might not be a libertarian. and You don't need to be a libertarian to fight with us. And this is something that's great about the libertarian party and libertarians in general. We will fight and stand shoulder to shoulder with democratic socialists who are proud to be socialists. We all know several of them, many yep. of them that say, listen, I'm proud to be a socialist. And guess what? We stand shoulder to shoulder with them, and we support them. Fulton County uh, race for the DA, Christopher Y. Smith, is a proud Democratic Socialist. I like him a lot. I love the man. Love him. him. I don't love Mm -hmm. him because I find him attractive. He he might be an attractive guy. I don't know. That's (laughs) your thing. That's your thing. But I love the man based upon his policies. The man is a proud Socialist, and I respect him for being honest about who he is. Because for too long we've had socialists in power who weren't proud to say that they're socialists. We knew they were socialists based upon their policies, but they weren't proud to say it. So we had Christopher Wise Smith who stood up and said, listen, I can't stand for arresting folks who have individual drug problems. So I'm not even gonna tackle this. And how did the state, how did the folks, the political class, and let me call them out and be honest about this. These were black individuals, the current VA, of, uh, 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 for Fulton County is a black man and his his, his cohort, his, his, his student, his, his mentor, if you will, is a black woman and she stands shoulder to shoulder with him. And, and, and I, I hate to jump into a tangent, but here, I wanna give an example to how the state has bamboozled black folks and how the state has bamboozled poor white folks and as, and how the state has bamboozled us as a whole, as a community of human beings. Look at the current anti-lynching bill Shout out to our friend, to our, 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 our brother-in-arms, the occasional libertarian, Rand Paul, who called these folks out when he came to the lynching bill. Folks and Black folks in general, I, 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 I will call a spade a spade. Black folks in general, when, 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 when uh, Rand Paul stood up to the lynching bill and he's like, listen, this thing is too damn broad. We need to narrow this thing down as to what is a lynching. Black folks, so I don't want people to think that I don't call out my own people, I don't call out folks that look like me. Black folks stood up and said, the man is a complete and total racist because he is against this ancient lynching bill that would help us. That ancient lynching bill was full of shit. And the reason why it was full of shit was because it contained verbiage. It contained a clause that stated that if you get into a fight, if you get into a, a scuffle and someone has bruises or someone gets injured, no matter, here's the emphasis, no matter how minor the injuries are, this individual will serve a mandatory 10-year sentence. The Fulton County DA, Howard, would have ran with that. Not only would he have run with it. But every prosecutor across the United States would have used that piece of legislation to leverage black folks, brown folks, poor white folks into accepting, into pleading, accepting plea deals for charges that they shouldn't have been charged in the first place. They would have accepted being over-prosecuted for crap. They shouldn't have been prosecuted. Why? Because we had Kamala Harris and other black elected officials who were saying oh no this will help strengthen and, and 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 protect black folks no black people brown people poor white folks we need to call out our elected officials when they're full of shit and they kamala harris was full of shit if we look at uncle joe who's currently the, the who who is the 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 individual who's running for the democratic on uh, parties uh, um, um, candidate for president. This is uh, 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 Black folks. And there's an individual here in Atlanta that I've been trying to find for I don't know how for years, literally years, who gave a talk at a Black church. And he never identified that himself as being a libertarian. But everything he said lined up with libertarian, liberty, liberty-oriented ideals. And when he spoke, I said, I need to get involved and find this individual. And I've been looking for him for at least three years and have not been able to find him hopefully he's listening and please <laughs> touch bases with me but here's the thing black folks brown folks poor white people and 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 yes I am pro-black I'd be crazy not to be pro-black but I'm also poor I'm also pro-white folks pro pro specifically pro poor white people and I have a record and it's not that I'm like this great guy I'm piece of crap. Dirt, whatever. I, I don't consider myself to be anyone. I, I'm at the service of anyone who's fighting for liberty. So if you are fighting for liberty, if your organization is fighting for liberty, please let me know. I will sweep the floors, I will break down your tables, I will put your chairs up. I'm for anyone who's fighting for liberty. But getting back to 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 to, to this legislation, the, the anti-crime bill. The, the anti-lynching bill, and I want to tie this into what's happening here in the state of Georgia. We have legislation right now, right now, proposed legislation right now in the 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 Georgia Assembly. This 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 BS bill that that certain uh, um, individuals, certain uh, um, certain lobbyist groups are are, are pushing. This, this 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 this. And 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 I want to pull it up so I I, I um. Uh, um, um, get it right and call it by its name, because I want people, and and this is the great thing about the Libertarian Party, this is a great thing about Libertarians, and let's be honest, this is also the great thing about the Democratic Socialists, and people have kidded me and said, well, Tim, if you keep hanging out with the Democratic Socialists, you'll start talking Marxism. Uh, That's not gonna happen. Um, I've been a a Libertarian (laughs) since my, my early 20s, and like most Libertarians, the first thing that came out of my mouth, it sounded good, Libertarianism, Liberty sounded good but like most folks what did I say well what about the roads uh-huh. so and, and that brings me to an, a, a point and I well. need to get onto a tangent here but um let, let's let's look at this 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 bill that um, that folks are are, are, are are getting behind there's a um, um a, a bill that's in I, I, it's gonna take me a moment please go on problem.
0: I mean, I can talk a little bit for a second. Don't no worry. I can vamp for you for just a minute while you look that up. Um, I did have one question that we, uh, we can definitely talk on uh, a little later, but I'm going to throw this up right here for folks who are watching. And uh, this is probably where we're, I'm going to be taking the conversation next. Cause I have a friend who's saying, uh, do you think that ridding the country of all gun control laws, making it so that all Americans, African-Americans can be equally armed uh, with the police. Would that make America's communities safer? But, uh, We'll we'll go into that after. That's a great
2: question, about. and we'll let me jump that. on that. If, if you well, don't mind, Chase, let me get onto that right quick. Yeah. <clears throat> now, the NRA are nothing but a bunch of a holes. Okay. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and if we look back, these these Reagan Republicans, these Republicans who like to boost up, who like to 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 put Reagan on, on a pedestal are full of crap if they actually look back at the history of Reagan. And it's not like it happened 100 years ago. If we look back with the Black Panther Party. Now, I can't get with the Black Panthers fully because they were socialists. And socialism requires force. So this is my problem. I don't have anything against anyone who, who believes in socialism. If you believe in socialism, that's great. And if you have a compelling enough argument, I may voluntarily agree to participate in your socialistic activities, but don't use force to compel me to your socialistic ideologies. And this is my problem with socialism, right? Is that it requires force. Mm-hmm. So if we look back at the uh, at Reagan, the Black mm-hmm. Panthers. I'm a huge fan of the Black Panthers, but they are socialists, so I can't fully get with the Black Panthers. But the Black Panthers saw a need in the community. If we don't look at their Fiscal policies. We can make the argument that the Black Panthers are actually libertarians, and in today's nomenclature, the way we would describe them as being what socially libertarian. So if we look back at the Black Panthers, right? The black Panthers said, "Listen, we got a problem with the popo. We got a problem with the police. They come into these black neighborhoods and they harass us. Not only do they harass us, they 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 jeopardize our lives. They shoot us. They beat us like we're we're less." Listen, the police were beating Black folks like they were rented mules for many, 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 many years. The Black Panthers said, we got to address this. So they said, let us get these guns. Now, we can go into the history of the Black Panthers. I I love talking about the Black Panthers. It's been hours talking about the Black Panthers, but I won't. But long story short, Black Panthers went and took up arms. They said, listen, we've got this constitutional uh, um, acknowledge. And this is a a fallacy that people believe that the Constitution gives them rights. The Constitution doesn't give anyone a right. What the Constitution does is it simply acknowledges the rights that we have. Now, some folks like to say these rights were given to us by our maker. These rights were given to us by God. Fine, whatever. At the end of the day, we can all agree that the Constitution acknowledges the rights of the individual. So these black folks got together and they said, listen, individuals, we going to get us some rifles and we gonna get us some guns and we're gonna show the port that we're not just gonna take it sitting down. That's the way the state likes black folks. That's the way the state likes brown folks. That's the way the state likes poor white folks sitting down. They said, we're not gonna take this sitting down. So what we're going to do is get these guns and we're going to patrol the port. We're going to patrol the pigs. We're gonna patrol the Popo and get this Reagan Reagan, who was the governor of California, he said, these niggas got guns. The, the niggas had the audacity, the Panthers had the audacity to go to the, the, the California capital with their guns and no, 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 no. Because when the poor folks, when the brown folks, when the, the, the black folks, poor white folks, brown folks, and, and, and brown folks when they realize that they have rights that are acknowledged by the constitution and they partake in them specifically, the right to bear to, 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 to bear arms, the state sees that as a threat to their power, to their authority. So then we have Reagan who says, no, 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 we've got to create craft legislation that keeps these niggers from holding guns, that keeps these niggers from holding us accountable. So do I believe that the AR-15, and, and listen to this, just give me a second, Chase, and, I, and, and I'll walk you're home. good. <laughs> if we look at the history of Black people in this country, and it's not that I hate white people, I don't hate white people. Chase, you know I'm your brother. I have stood and will continue to stand with every white person who stands for liberty. They might not be fiscal conservatives as I am. I won't hold that fault against them because they're dead wrong. Uh, um, socialism requires force. I won't hold that against them. But, and and I stand with the LGBTQ community, and even though I am not the official spokesman for black folks, I am the ambassador to white folks on behalf of the black delegation. I want to call out black folks, just for a split second, who have left, who have decided that the black trans individuals, that the black LGBTQ community is not as important as the uh, straight Black community. That was bullshit that we dealt with. And that was something that we have to call, that we have to atone for, that we have to ask the Black LGBTQ community to forgive us for. If you look there right now, there's a Black trans woman who was murdered. Now, she might have been rightfully murdered by, by I'm, I'm sorry, he might have been rightfully murdered by police. I don't know. She might not have, he might not have been rightfully murdered by police. I do not know. But at the end of the day, The Black community as a whole owes the Black LGBTQ community an apology, a sincere apology, because we've left those Black individuals. We've left our Black trans brothers. We've left our Black trans sisters. We've left our Black queer women. We've left our Black queer men. We've left. We've forgotten about them. So I want to apologize on behalf of Black folks, even though I am not. The official spokesman for the black community, I do apologize and I acknowledge that we suck, we have failed you all greatly in that area. But getting back uh, um uh, um to to the earlier point, and remind me where we were, Chase, I do apologize. Uh, we were talking,
0: we were talking uh, you know, gun control, you're talking Reagan, black. Yes, speakers, yes, yes, yes. And uh, so
2: Reagan created, mm-hmm. got together with the rest of the white politicians, and again, I don't hate white people, but call it a spade a spade. These folks were white. That's and the here's people the who are thing. in power, man. <laughs> Yes, and that's the thing. I am learning that I need to change the way I approach and my, my nomenclature because I. Here's the. This is what the power structure does. The power structure pits black people against white people. The power structure pits poor black people against poor white people. The power structure pits us against each other based upon our, our, our sexual orientation. That's bullshit. I gotta be honest about it, bullshit. And the, and the reason why the power structure does that because the power structure realizes that if I can keep everyone divided, if I can keep the LGBTQ community com- divided, if I can keep black folks divided, if I can keep white folks divided, they won't see the shenanigans that we've been playing on them. They won't see how we've been BSing them and, and, and screwing them over for, for many, 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 many years. So, and decades, if we're honest, decades. So yes, do I believe, yes, centuries. So, do I believe the AR 15? Do I believe the AK 47? Do I believe the AK 74? Do I believe the, the, the IMI? I think that's right. The Israeli military industry. I think it was industries. Do I believe the Uzi? Do I believe the HKP 30, the HK USP, the Glock 19, the Glock 17? Do I believe that these things make us equal? No, they don't make us equal. What it does is it creates. A, a solid footing for us to re, to not request but to require equality. I don't know if you've been paying attention or if you saw this. You may have been paying attention and missed it. There were these the, these black folks recently at an Atlanta rally that I think they were in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, I'm pretty sure they were Atlanta. There was uh, you know the the this black woman, and I got to be honest when I saw her I'm like, whoa, this chick looks like a model. Man, that should mm-hmm. include me in. But what didn't, here's the thing, if you look back at the original Black Panthers, the original Black Panthers had Angela Davis. She's beautiful. I don't care if you're gay, straight, whatever the case is, you gotta acknowledge, Angela Davis is is beautiful. And not only did they have Angela Davis, they had a lot of beautiful women. And I I don't wanna take away from the power and the authority that these women had, I just wanna make note that they are beautiful physically. Mm -hmm. So when I saw these Black Panthers at this rally here in Atlanta, I think it was here in Atlanta. And I saw this, this 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 young lady stood up and she said, We are the Black Han- the new Black Panthers. Now I read this as we are the new Black Panthers because there's actually a new Black Panther Party. Now the blue new Black Panther Party are terrible people, terrible individuals, they're racist. The original Black Panther Party was not racist, despite what the media would have us believe. The original Black Panther Party was not racist. They believed in having white, white uh, uh, um, comrades. They believed in having Asian comrades. They had. They believed in having comrades who were for the cause of, of, of revolution for everybody. So that needs to be noted. This was some bullshit that the media, that the power structure has tricked us, then boozled us into believing that the original Black Panthers were racist. They weren't racist. You know, they were against the power structure, but they weren't racist.
0: I think uh I think, and on the other side of that, I think, you know, media likes to portray uh, a certain segment of libertarianism and a certain segment of the liberty movement. Is, you know, uh, I read about these, you know, I'm I am not, you know, I'm not a boogaloo boy. I am not involved in that whole God
2: bless the boogaloos
0: but exactly and see i know plenty of them and i know many of them and they are not racist they are not white supremacists they are not uh you know they're not anything like that but when you read what the media says about them again they kind of throw that out there uh, as a narrative to try to divide people you know they're there you know i have friends who went as soon as this whole thing started off in minneapolis as soon as the protest started they got in their truck with their rifles, with their friends. And they say, we're going to go to Minneapolis and we're going to stand up with the people. We're going to protest with the people and we're going to do it armed because that's the way they believe. That's their philosophy. And if you read some of these, like you read the CNN, you know, they even interviewed someone I know on CNN about it and they always put, they like to put some some of them are white supremacists. And it's like, when you say that, it makes it sound like there's like a certain segment, like a big chunk of it. But in reality, there's always going to be, in every in every political group or whatever, there's going to be people you find objectionable who are kind of on the outskirts or in the fringes. But for the most part, these guys, they just want to come and help people peacefully assemble, and they want to redress the government the same as anybody else. So I feel, I totally feel when, when you're talking about communities being divided by the power structure, it's a, it is a means to control us. And I think uh, I think if anything comes out of this whole protest that have been coming out of the last week, I hope that we can find a little bit more commonality and understand that the enemy is not each other, but the enemy is who is above us. It's the, it's the elite power structure. And I feel like that's something that libertarians can uh, speak to. And I feel like certainly you've been speaking to it for the last, you know, uh, for the last 40 minutes as we've been going on this, you know, it's definitely about to me, I see that a lot. And, uh, and I'm glad you brought up um, I'm glad you brought up the fact that there's a lot of trans violence for trans people of color. And that that's something that we need to acknowledge. And that's something that's been happening, you know, more and more it's, you know, and I hate to say it's an epidemic. Everything's an epidemic nowadays. We're living in an epidemic. But, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, I was really uh, I, I agree with you 100 percent when you're talking about how power structures used to di- they like to divide people by race or by, by class structure or by whatever. And, uh, yeah, I think that that's something that I feel like I definitely feel commonality with you about. man. so I'm glad you spoke to that.
2: Let, let's call a spade a spade. Let's continue to do that. Now, mm-hmm. if you look at the Democratic Party, the Democratic Party has viciously, viciously bamboozled, has tricked black folks into giving up their arms. They they, 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 and it's and it's not that I fall into this whole Democratic versus Republican. Listen, they're all uh, um, equal bites out of the same shit sandwich. So it's not that I'm making the case between the Republicans and the Democrats. To you all, Republicans, remember your 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 um uh, um orange Mussolini was the individual. Trump is the individual that is responsible for for, for an executive order for for banning um, bump stocks. Bump stocks. Now, Tim Smith, as an individual, are you for bump stocks? I would never buy, never purchase a bump stock. And the reason why I would never purchase a bump stock is because um, they're silly, but I would not stop an individual who wanted to spend their money on purchasing a bump stock. But getting back to the Democrats, the Democrats, and and this is why, now we've gotta be honest, we have gotta call this spade a spade. The Democratic Party is completely and totally corrupt The Democratic Party has completely and totally bamboozled Black folks, and they've lulled us, they've lulled Black people into believing that the state will protect you. And again, if we look back at these Black individuals, these, these Black slaves that are uprising, that have taken to the streets, they realize niggas have been bamboozled into believing that the state will protect us. And we see that that is not true. So what is it that we see now that's happening within the black community? When Trump came in the office, and, and, and I gotta be honest about this, I was at Starbucks. There's a particular Starbucks uh, um, in Atlanta that a lot of affluent black people go to or are patrons to. I didn't know that. It was just a Starbucks that I like hanging out with, hanging out at. Went to this Starbucks. And, and there was a lady there, and I was recently uh, had recently moved to Atlanta full time. And she said, listen, um, um, we've got and this is a professor. This is not some individual who is ignorant uh, or who is unlearned. Now she's ignorant, but she's not unlearned, and there is a difference. She said, and she has a doctorate degree in something or another, I don't remember, but she she's a professor, if I, I recall correctly. She said, Listen, we've got to, we've got this, 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 this piece of shitty paper. Uh she didn't say it was shitty. She just said we had this this petition. It was a piece of shitty paper, but she didn't call it that. She said, we've got this petition that we're circulating and we want every black person to sign this petition and we want our white friends to sign this petition because if you sign this petition, we're gonna call Trump and say that he BS his way into election and blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I looked at her petition and looked her in the face and she said, sign it. And I asked the question, why the hell would I want to sign your petition? She said well because he's against black people he's against he's he's and, and this is what she said she said he and and i this is a different black person another black person chimed in because when black people feel and, and particularly my experience with older black people oftentimes when they approach me and and i look at them sideways and ask questions i say so why the hell i should believe what it is you're telling me I should believe another older black person turns around and they're like we gotta help this poor young Negro because he doesn't understand. And I appreciate that. So another older Black person turned around, older Black woman, and she said, you've got to sign this petition because Trump wants to send us back to Africa. This woman turned out to be a elected, elected. I want to put emphasis on this. She was an elected city council member. Take a moment, let that sink in. This wasn't some individual who was on a street corner who heard some person on AM radio say, listen, Trump is trying to send us into send us back to Africa. This person is learned. It. This person is an elected official. This person has, has power. This person has authority. This person has the the ha, is, is 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 should be held accountable to a higher standard. I didn't know at the time that she was a city council member. Jesus, you need to sign this because Trump's gonna send us back to Africa. I said, listen. So let's say Trump is going to send us back to Africa. What are we doing that Trump doesn't send us back to Africa? You all, the Democratic Party, has told us that guns are evil, That has told us that guns kill people. But yet when I look at our white brothers and sisters, our poor, let me put emphasis on this, our poor white brothers and sisters, when we look at poor white brothers and sisters who went to the Michigan um, um, uh, um, capital, who protested being placed on a lockdown even though they were healthy. I sat 110% with those poor, and I don't know if they were all poor. I'm pretty sure that might have been a sprinkling of of upper-income white folks. But generally speaking, it's poor white folks, as Obama said, who cling to their guns and their Bible. I'm not so much for clinging to your Bible. If that's your thing, that's your thing. But if you want to cling to your gun, I will help you cling to your gun. So poor white folks. And and I don't want to paint every um, white activist protester as being poor, but generally speaking, in my experience, has been poor white folks who cling to their guns, and I support them 100% in clinging to their guns. I ask the question, why the hell, then, is the Democratic Party teaching and preaching? And we've got to understand this. They not only preach that guns are evil, they not only teach or preach that guns kill other people. I don't have an AR-15. Guns are dangerous. They kill people. I don't own a handgun. And I would tell everyone else, don't own a handgun, don't own a gun, because guns are dangerous. I lost the only handgun I had in a tragic boating accident. So I'm against guns. But I would tell Black folks, and I would ask Black folks, why is it that we've been taught that guns are evil, guns kill people, and yet we've been brainwashed into believing that the police will protect us when they haven't protected us. They have no history. None. Zero. If you look at the riots in the 60s, the police weren't protecting black folks. If you look at the riots in Miami in the 80s, the police weren't protecting black folks. If you look at the slave revolts that are happening now, I have not seen, and if I can get ghetto for one second, not now one of them park pigs have protected black folks. So why the hell then should not black folks... Get hip to the game as our poor white folks and middle-class white folks have acknowledged and understand that, listen, the Second Amendment acknowledges that individuals who are armed are able to correctly and fully redress their grievances. And this is why black folks haven't been able to redress their grievances is because we're not armed. We've been bamboozled into giving up our guns. We've been bamboozled that guns are evil. We've been bamboozled into believing that guns kill people. I have friends that have Guns, and I have yet to hear one of my friends report that their gun decided one day, out of the blue, to load itself with a magazine and go on a killing rampage. But yet, we cling to this. And 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 yesterday, if I can just go on just for a moment. Mm-hmm. I, I I love, and 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 this is my ministry, as as black folks my age like to say. You no, know, that actually the saying is that ain't my ministry. But, and this isn't, I've given up on older Black people. I hate to say it. I've given up on older Black people. I have realized that if a Black individual is over the age of 42, I'm generally wasting my time trying to reach out to that person. Because they have been so institutionalized into believing that the state has their best interests. And this is my problem. This is my beef with the Democratic Party. This is my beef with the Republican Party. And let's call it spade a spade. Trump is the same shit sandwich. He offers the same shit sandwich that the Democrats have offered. Bush offered the same shit sandwich that the Democrats had offered. So it's all equal bites of the same shit sandwich. So I'm not trying to just uh, um, rain down on the parade of the Democrats. The Republicans are terribly awesome.
0: Yeah, well, I. And if I can just interject, I think the reason why uh, you might be having a little bit more focus on Democrats is because Democrats so often claim to speak for Black voices and for for you know communities of color. And you know, I could see why you might uh, have a little bit of ire towards that. If you, I mean, differently.
2: you know this, you know this, you your your um, senior leadership within the LPL answer. So you 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 understand this that. The LP, Libertarians in general, whether you're a big L or low case L, we have not been successful uh, in, in winning over the hearts and minds of Republicans, if we're honest. Mm-hmm. Um, we Libertarians, and I've been a Libertarian people, and, and I respect these individuals, folks, and, and I'm wearing my Kevin yellow Georgia Libertarian short shirt. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, ex- I I appreciate, <clears throat> excuse me, Libertarians oftentimes walk up to me and they, they want to talk to me and they say, hey, you know, I'm blah, blah, blah. And they want to talk libertarianism to me as if I just found and discovered libertarianism. I've been a libertarian for well over 10 years. Um, so I respect them reaching out to me. But I want to, to point out this thing that libertarians have, have realized is that and, and being ninjas, if we recall, there was a phrase years ago that we were um, liberty ninjas, and we were going to uh, um, go into the Republican Party, infiltrate the Republican Party, and we were going to influence the Republicans. We have not, if we're honest, we have not been successful in infiltrating and influence the Republican Party. Yeah. What libertarians have realized and found out is that we are better suited at influencing and winning over Democrats. So those are the individuals that i spend my time with trying to 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 work with. And, and here's the thing, I don't really care. I, I've gotten to the point where I have to acknowledge, I don't really care if this individual identifies as a libertarian, and here's the reason why. One individual waters the seed, another one, or, or one individual plants the seed, another one waters the seed. So my job as a black libertarian might just be to plant the seed of, hey, this duopoly that you worship is full of crap, instead. Look at the actual individual candidate that's running, and and, and I, I know that you've been following the the um, libertarian um, um, presidential or, or, or um, um, race, if you will, the yeah. the libertarians that ran for um, um, to be our our, our 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 vanguard, if you will, to be our supporters, to hold our banner, and and shout out to Mister John Mon's Georgia's own. I love him. Black libertarian, listen. I have great affection for for John Mons. he uh, every opportunity that I have to to watch him to listen, to be in his presence, I try to take advantage of. So shout out to to john mons who who represented, represented the state of georgia and and represented black folks as as acknowledging that the Democrats are full of shit. I mean, excuse me, I, but acknowledging. I mean, that you know there are black libertarians and and, and black folks are are, are grasping on to this concept of of liberty and and more importantly right because here's the thing and, and Stephen um not Stephen but Spike Cohen brings this point out now I'll be honest I did not support I wasn't rooting for Spike Cohen I, I'm a John Mon's man if you will
0: I mean I I was John Mon's president and a John Mon's <laughs> VP guy but I I I love Spike and uh and he knows uh he knows I love him. So
2: yes, yes, he's a listen, I, I'll be honest, uh Vermin Supreme was not my top choice, but I had to consider Vermin Supreme because he is influential. And if we're honest, right, a win and and this is the thing that libertarians understand better than any political party. And the reason why we understand it better than any political party or organization, right? Is that we're like the um, um, we're not even we're not even close to being the the um, redheaded stepchild. We're like whatever's worse than that. We're like that albino stepchild. We're <laughs> like that 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 kid that reflects that grandma was black. We, we come out looking all types of crazy. So I acknowledge and accept, and, and, and I'm and I happy um, for Spike Cohen. Um, Berman Supreme was not my top choice. I, I don't buy into the meme thing at first, but then I, I realized that he's winning influence. He's winning the influence of young people. And that's what, if, if, if we want liberty to grow, and I'm not talking about this bullcrap that Republicans like to push. Uh, they're the, you know, they're, they're for liberty. And I'll be honest, that's a problem. The LP needs to address this, and, and I've tried to address this. I, recently, I've, I've realized that my nomenclature has to change when it comes to black folks, because even as a black libertarian for over 10 years, when I hear liberty, there's something inside of me that's, that, that, that turns, that churns in my stomach that says, this is a white people thing because black folks historically have not participated in any libertarian or, or liberty movement. If we look at the Revolutionary War, if we look in, in before the Revolutionary War, if we look at the Boston Tea Party, there weren't, that was not participatory or that wasn't to win um, the hearts and minds of black folks. The Revolutionary War was not to win the hearts and minds of black folks. The Civil War, if we're honest, and if we call out uh, um, um, uh, uh, Lincoln, Lincoln, was a okay. He was fine with the niggas staying as slaves. So let's be honest. Abraham Lincoln was not a friend to black folks, and 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 we can have a, a a scholarly scholarly debate on that at a at another point. I don't believe this call, this podcast is for that. But if we look at the history of America, black folks have never been included when it comes to the quote unquote liberty movement. So I'm finding that even when I talk to black people, I have to change. Or I have to find, and, I, and, I'm, and it's not that I've found it, um, but those of us Black individuals who are in the liberty movement, we are finding and we acknowledge that we need to change our nomenclature when it comes to appealing, when it comes to, to reaching out to our Black and Brown brothers um, to, to win them over to the liberty movement that we can't just say, oh, the, we're for liberty. What the F is liberty? Because we have not experienced that if we're honest. Black folks have not experienced liberty. Brown folks have not experienced liberty. Look at DACA. Mm-hmm. Even oh. brown folks had to leverage their voting block with Obama to get DACA. So no, I I, I'm, I I love the LP. I love what the LP stands for. But black folks and brown folks who are libertarians, who are and may not even identify as being a libertarian. I don't self-identify as being a libertarian. I, I hang with the libertarians. I'm, I'm, I I'm I give to libertarian organizations. I, I, I stand with the libertarians. I'm a black encamp. I say let the, all, all of this shit burn down. And because we are self as individuals by nature, we'll figure it out on our own. And that brings me to this whole defund the police. I think someone brought up defunding the police. What were what are our thoughts on the LP thought? I can't speak to the LP on defunding the police. When I say fuck the police, listen, NWA didn't have a song called Fuck the, 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 the Fire Department. They came out with their best with a bestseller called Fuck the Police. And the reason why they came out and why it was a, a, a song that resonated so strongly with the black and brown community, and if we're honest, it resonated deeply with poor white folks, is because the police are the reflection of the system failing us. And, and getting to your earlier point, right? These fees, listen to these fees. Here's the reason why. And, and while I don't buy into this, we can reform the police. First off, we can't reform the police because the culture of the police does not allow reformation. Police are, are thought of us. They look at us as as being obstacles to them returning home safely to their families. And they should return safely home to their their families. But if the police took on a a, a the stance that we are community workers, and by community workers, I mean that we are servants, true servants, to the community, the police would have looked at this man or these men the uh, day before, night before last, and said, "Listen, you, know, you all tie one on tonight." And I understand, and I'm proud and happy that you 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 slept, you know, in the Wendy's drive-through because at least you didn't drive. If you were on the road, you might have caused an accident. You might have caused folks to to die, to pass away early, suffer a premature death. They didn't do that. They didn't say, "Hey." Let me call you a Uber, or hey, let me call you a Lyft, or even better, hey, let me put you in the back of my squad car and make sure that you get home safely. They didn't say that, and the reason why they didn't say that is because the cops, the pigs, the porks, the pork, the state is financially incentivized. The police looking at individuals as being nothing more than a check, as being nothing more than another opportunity for the state to financially. Room. And that link that you posted in the 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 the, the, the chat, and, mm-hmm. and I distinctly remember, years ago, years ago. I don't know how this came about. Uh, um, and getting back to the other person's um, point or question regarding uh, citizen um, oversight. So we have actually citizen oversight here in Atlanta, right? And the organizations that are are deemed to um, submit and to place individuals on the council, if you will, or the board of f- citizens that are responsible for police oversight. These individuals have nothing whatsoever to do with the average individual here in Atlanta. They have, they can't relate to the average black person. They can't relate to the average poor white person. They can't relate to the average brown person. One of these organizations, like it's like the Black Lawyers uh, uh, Association or something or another, these folks are not representative of the average Atlantean. I guess that's the word. I don't know if it's a word. Atlantan, me the I word. don't know.
0: Atlantan, Atlantean. I don't know. But you're and uh and you're right. So
2: these uh, people can't. And get this. There was one particular organization At LP Atlanta. We have to to give credit to what credit is due. LP Atlanta saw that there was a vacant seat. I think it was the black. Business Association or the Atlanta Black Business Association, some sort of black business association here in Atlanta. They said, listen, you know, you've got this vacant seat here. Um, Why the hell do you have this vacant seat? And they actually sent a, a representative to talk to this organization and asked them physically, go to their offices. Why is this? Why do you have a vacant um, um, seat here? And, 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 and I can tell you personally what the organization said. They said, listen, uh, don't worry about it. Um, and we'll get to it. Now, how the hell is an organization that is responsible for placing a representative on the Citizens Review Board for the APD going to tell us, going to tell the black community, going to tell the Black, the white community, going to tell the brown community, going to tell the city of Atlanta, the residents of the city of Atlanta, that we'll get to it. And this is the problem that Atlantans, Atlanteans, whatever the hell you want to call folks who reside in the city of Atlanta, who visit mm-hmm. the city of Atlanta, this is the issue that we, we face is that We don't have individuals who are serious about the business of protecting, the business of securing the rights of individuals here in Atlanta. They left that seat vacant for I don't know how long. It wasn't like it was vacant for a week. It was vacant uh, at least six months. And I can tell you that LP Atlanta stood and watched this seat stay vacant. So no, do I believe um, review boards, citizen review boards, will work. Do I believe that there is a way that we can reform the police? No, we can't reform the police because this is inherently in them. This culture is is, is inherently in them that the citizens, that the residents, that individuals, that people are their enemies. So no, we cannot reform that. We cannot reform that. And, And the history bears this out because we know that the police unions have fought tooth and nail to make sure that bad cops, bad cops, uh, um, retain their position, retain their jobs. That they and and the, the police unions have gone so far as to to try and and and, and they've been successful in, in getting rid of of erasing the the histories of of bad cops. So no, we can't reform the police. It's 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 too far gone. Well, we bad. can't even uh, um, wait. We can't even hold hope for citizen review boards because the history bears out that review boards in the, in the city of Atlanta do not work.
0: Well, uh, I you know I think we've uh, think we've talked about a lot of awesome things here on this uh, on this forum here. You know we're going a little bit over an hour now at this point, so I do think we're going to kind of uh, wrap things up here in just a little bit. I do want to say first and foremost, thank you so much for coming on and speaking with us today. You know I uh, I'm committed to doing more of these uh, forums, not just for issues related to criminal justice or race or or anything. You know I want to continue to do forums um, for a variety of people. So thank you very much for coming on and speaking with us today. Um, I did want to kind of, uh, go ahead. And while we're at the tail end of this thing, I did want to mention, you know, a lot of people, uh, it's, it's important to kind of acknowledge the names of the people who, uh, kind of started this most recent protest, uh, uh, action, you know, it starts, it's, you know, it didn't, you know, police violence did not start with George Floyd. But what happened is, is it started a movement in this country that we're seeing the last few weeks, that to me, speaks to kind of uh, a fact that we might be seeing a sea change. And you know, it's, uh, it's folks like Breonna Taylor, and it's folks like even and
2: sleeping while black.
0: Yeah, and and, and, it, and folks like Omar Airberry who were just going out her run and were chased down by a vigilante group, and it took months and a video to be leaked for the criminal justice system to even start doing its job, and uh, and you know now we have a Rashard Brooks, and you know there's countless others. There are names that you know we could we could sit here and just name names all day, and then, I have uh, forgotten
2: their names. I'm I'm ashamed to admit this, but there have been so many people of color.
0: And, you have to be reminded
2: people of color, but LGBTQ folks. Mm-hmm. who have and been it. murdered at the hands of the police that I've simply forgotten. I had to keep notes on, on how many individuals have been murdered. And, and here's the thing, right? I'm not saying that cops don't have the right to murder people when their lives are legitimately um, at risk. But I'm talking about individuals who pose no serious threat to cops, um, um to police, and, and they were murdered. So there's been so many of them. Um, I don't know of anyone, and I, I hate to cut you off, and I'll be done quickly. Dave Chappelle, um, I think it was day before, before yesterday, had an yeah. awesome um, talk on on and it's free for anyone on YouTube. It's it's hosted by Netflix, where he he actually went down some of the names of folks who who had, who were murdered at the hands of police. And I'll be honest, I forgot some of those people, and that's a problem. Yeah. If there are so many individuals who are being murdered by police, that someone like me, uh, uh, an individual who who works. Gratis, mind you, for 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 black folks who works gratis for white folks who works gratis for brown folks and the criminal justice um for for fighting for criminal justice reform. If someone like me has forgotten who these individuals are, I can't even expect you know the 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 normal person who has you know the, their nine to five their family to consider to to remember this. So yes, the police the the state is violent towards us.
0: And uh and and I also feel like I would be a little remiss if I you know. And at the end of the day, these acts of police violence against people, it's the state against individuals. And and it's not just black and brown individuals. You know, there's cases like Daniel Shaver and uh, he deserves, you know, his name deserves to be out there too. Folks like Duncan limp, that guy, uh, you know, these people need to also have their stories told too. And I'm hoping that through this dialogue and, you know, you've said it so many times, you know, you, you say black folks, poor white folks, brown folks, basically everybody who's not the state, you know, they have been subjugated to this violence and it's not merely limited to them. And when, you know, and I, and I think, you know, uh, I think people just, you know, I, I think we need to be building coalitions against the state. And that's what I hope that this forum has done. That's what I hope future forums do. And that's what I hope future collaboration between communities can do. It's the purpose of the LP, LP Atlanta. This is, you know, it's all about fighting the cult of the omnipotent state. And it's not, you know, and it's not just white people only fighting that cult. It's not just black people only fighting that cult. It's not just gay or straight people. And so um, as we're kind of wrapping this up, Tim, I just wanted to say again, thank you very much for coming on and being a voice because, you know, um, so often we don't get to hear the voices of of the black community or the gay community or or the poor community or whatever community. It's just kind of, it's kind of glossed over and highlighted by an elitist media and that's the voices yes. that here
2: yes so and i really, want to say oh, i, I want to say thank you wrap it up and I, I know but, i mean
0: we you know um but I, I i feel like i definitely want to have you on again to talk uh to talk more in the future you know as Sadly, I don't think this criminal justice issue is going to be something that ends overnight or even in the next few weeks or even in the next no, few months.
2: And it shouldn't. Hopefully it doesn't. And and, and, and I just want to quickly state this. Mm-hmm. The power structure has tricked us into pitting ourselves against each other. It's pitted black folks against white folks. It's pitted poor white folks against black folks. It's pitted poor white black folks against everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's how the puppet power structure continues to grow. It's by pitting us against each other. When we realize that we have more in common with each other than we don't, and here's the thing, even if we don't, even if I don't have anything in common with the LGBTQ community, at the end of the day, I see that these people are my brothers and sisters. These people are individuals just as I am. And when I take note that I can't stand for a white trans man, I can't stand for a white trans woman who is ruthlessly murdered by the police, who is ruthlessly beat down by the state, That's what the power structure hates. And if we go back in history, um, J. Edgar Hoover said that what he feared the most was black unity, and he even gave a name to it. He said, I fear a black messiah, because he believed that if it was a black messiah, black folks would unite. I want to go a step further and say that black folks need a black messiah, LGBTQ needs a black messiah, white poor folks need a black messiah, uh, white messiah. Whatever the case is, we need individuals who will stand together, arm in arm, shoulder to shoulder, The state that we're not going to allow any of our groups to be um, beat down, to be uh, uh, um, tricked, bamboozled, to be the slaves of the state. And this is what the state, the power structure, power structure doesn't want us to come together. So I hope, and and this is my hope, is that I can be a, a, a conduit. And it's not just me. There are other um, black libertarians specifically, there are uh, poor white libertarians. And I don't care if you're a libertarian or you're a democratic socialist, you're a socialist, whatever the case is, anyone who's willing to stand shoulder to shoulder with us for what is right, I say we grab a hold of each other and we stand up against the state. We stand up against the power structure. And I do apologize.
0: Hey man, hey, hey you're streaking my language, man. So that's a, that's a big amen from this church over here. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I, I totally agree with that. And uh, I think the dialogues like this, are a perfect way to kind of facilitate those coalition buildings and getting the messages out there and and hearing from more than just uh, one or two particular voices in the media. And that's one of the great things about things like Facebook and YouTube and social media is that we can be our own voices now. And uh, I want to thank you for being that voice. And uh, and with that, I want to kind of uh, go ahead and and kind of put an end to this uh, awesome, awesome uh that we just had. And again, I want to thank my guest, Tim Smith. And uh, if you want to learn more about the Libertarian Party of Atlanta, you can always join our Facebook page um, and definitely come out to meetings that we'll be having in the future. Uh, We do park cleanups. We'll be doing physical meetings again as uh, COVID kind of tapers off a bit. And uh, we look forward to hearing from not just, uh, not just libertarian voices. We want more people to come out and, and, and come and come, come and congregate with us and, and create coalitions and let's actually make some change in this city so uh thank you very much tim smith and thank you very much for everybody who has been viewing and commenting um and uh yeah so uh, by the way we got a comment from our vice chair saying thank you to both of us and he looks forward to more live streams and to see you in a future one and that you made a lot of great points so uh i just wanted to throw some congratulatory uh uh love out there to you and thank you very much everybody and, uh, yeah, look for more live streams coming up and you have a great day, Tim. Uh, thank you. Thank you very thank much. Thank
2: you, Chase. And if I could just have a moment, I support oh, yeah. all folks. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what uh, um, sexual orientation you may or may not be. I'm at your service. Uh, um, reach out to me. and 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 I want to be a servant for all folks. I don't care what color you are, your sexual orientation. I want to help and I want to be a, 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 help carry and shoulder the burden of the LGBTQ community, poor white folks. I don't care anyone who's fighting for the liberty of the individual. I want to help. So please reach out to me and let me know how I can be of service mm-hmm. to your cause.
0: Awesome, man. Well, uh, you guys have a great day and we look forward to coming back and, uh, speaking with you again soon. And, uh, this is, this has been Chase Oliver, the chair of the libertarian party coming to you with an LP live stream forum. And, uh, I just wanted to say, um, look forward to in a couple of weeks, we'll be having a live stream forum, uh, around Stonewall, LGBT rights and, uh, and trans rights. And that'll be, um, Sunday the 28th, I believe that's the day, but look for that event invite, uh, coming soon. But, uh, you guys have a wonderful Sunday and thank you very much and, uh, live in Liberty. You've been listening to the official podcast of the Libertarian Party of Georgia. The theme song for this episode was Metal Tania by Kevin MacLeod, released to the public domain through freepd.com. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to rate us and leave a review. You can email the show's producers at podcast at lpgeorgia.com. If you're a libertarian in the state of Georgia, don't forget to find your local affiliate at lpgeorgia.com.